to fill us with your love. Teach us to serve like you. Amen. So I'm going to get a little Baptist on you and ask you to raise your hands, but it won't be a testimony other than asking, how many of you are on Facebook? We'll have a confession after the service. (laughs) Now, with over two billion citizens, if Facebook were a country, it would be the world's biggest. Now, if you're a teenager or maybe some tweenagers here, I know that Facebook is what you use to keep track of what your parents are up to and what my mother uses to post endless pictures of cats. So if you are under 18 and listening to this, everything I'm going to share from this point on is just not going to be cool. I would have talked about Snapchat, but I just don't understand it. So there you are. Feel free to educate me after the service. One of the more fascinating things about Facebook is what people choose to share with others. For those of you who are among the uninitiated, I can choose to share something I see or read on someone else's page on my own page, a bit like a virtual bulletin board. The most popular shares can be passed on millions of times. It's amazing what we choose to care about. For instance, 2.1 million people shared the following news article. Bold men are sexier More masculine, scientific study says. So I hope at least one or two of you out there this morning finally feel vindicated. (laughs) Apparently, we're also as equally interested in significant advancements in medical science, such as this article. Scientists may have found a route that kills 98% of cancer cells, shared 1.4 million times, was interested in that as we are in this. Inflatable Irish pub turns backyard into bar, shared 1.3 million times. And I've got a feeling which one you're going to Google after the service. Now, I don't know whether this all makes you want to laugh or cry. What is clear, though, is if quarter of the world's population who are on Facebook are typical of our kind, then we are an incredibly sharing human family. Yet 400 million snaps... So you got that, snaps. They're called snaps. Did you know that? Shared on Snapchat. And a mind-blowing, this is incredible, 5 billion YouTube videos, views per day across the globe, which has me asking, where do people find all that time? The pressing question that strikes me about all of this is how we might discern what is of value and what is not. How do we know what we're looking at? It's a question you might ask of what we choose to consume online, but it's also a question that lies at the heart of our passage through life. Earlier this morning at the nine o'clock service, we gathered around some, I guess at this point, teenagers or had been teenagers, but, but some young people in our midst who took a great leap forward through the Rite 13 liturgy on their journey to adulthood. We pray prayers of blessing over them, of their parents, 
and one another. We reaffirmed our commitment to Christ in the baptismal covenant. And in the midst of all of that, we asked this essential question. Are you aware of God's gift in you? Are you aware of God's gift in you? It is as beautiful as it is profound. For at the heart of our discerning what is of value in all that swirls around us online, in person, on our streets and in our homes is the truth that the people of God have lived by from generation to generation. That it is in God that we come to see the world as it really is. Love the Lord your God with all your heart and with all your soul and with all your mind and love your neighbor as yourself. That is really all that we have to offer to young and old for the journey. For young people particularly today, there are so many ways by which they have to ask for themselves, how am I valued? The countless tests and measurements, the, the march toward college or career or to be somehow successful in a world that is rapidly changing. Yet on the way of Jesus, it comes down to this. Loving God with all that you have got, for he has already got you. And in that love for each of us, we come to learn what is truly of value in life. It sounds straightforward. Even, even Jesus, who just loves to keep us guessing with parables and sometimes cryptic sayings, makes it sound straightforward this morning in our gospel. Yet for many of us, becoming aware of this great gift of God's love in our lives is far from easy. I was standing outside the church this week, right on the front of the All Saints sign on West Peachtree, and a young man in his late 20s stopped me and asked if I could offer an absolution. I should say that in my line of work. That's a pretty standard conversation starter. He said, there's, there's this, 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 this camel I'm dragging around with me. And I had a look. I thought, well, that's a pretty creative visual image for a man making a confession. And, and we chatted for a while about his imaginary humpback friend. Until I felt that we'd covered whichever basis he wanted to cover. Until I could just say to him, God forgives you already. It's God's first move. The next move belongs to you. He wanted a place to sit and be quiet. And we have one of those. So I invited him to come into the church for a while. And as I thought about him that afternoon, not knowing the pain that he was dragging with him on his imaginary camel, I was thankful that by chance or by providence, I happened to be in the right place at the right time. And, and we had met where the world needs to be met on that, that narrow strip of land where the church grounds end and the sidewalk begins. The baptismal covenant, which we declare every time a child is brought here 
to be welcomed into the family of faith reminds us that that is where we are meant to be, where the church is called to dwell between the sanctuary and the street, seeking to meet the world in the world's, on the world's terms, asking of the lives who intersect with ours if they are aware of God's gift in them. And sometimes such holy curiosity for the life of God's love in others will require us to use words, even Episcopalians. Sometimes it will require us to be silent. But every time it will require us to stand where we may be met. So deeply do we care for you that we are determined to share with you not only the gospel of God, but also our own selves. Words we heard read this morning written by Paul some 2,000 years ago to the fledgling Christ community in Thessalonica. Yet they could so easily have been written for our own age. For we do indeed live in a sharing economy of relationships. As people find ways on and offline to share of their own selves. And I believe that our fascination with sharing, with seeing And declaring what we see speaks right from the heart of the human condition that we might know one another. So might I be bold enough to ask this? Do we truly know one another? Are we aware of the gift of God that lies within each of us? It's been a wonderful treat this morning to have our junior choirs and our youth choir and handbells to, to see the, and experience the vitality of being led in worship. Not by the church of the future, by the church of the present. And as a community that commits itself to the lives of young people, such knowing, such sharing of that great gift is not something that we should leave to chance. It is not something that you should leave to chance. Dear saints of God, let us not hesitate. Let us not delay to ask the questions of the young lives, particularly around us and of each other, that might reveal the gift of God that already resides in each of us. Let us show up in those places where we need to be met. For the answers will reveal treasures that even a lifetime would not be time enough to marvel at. You and you and you are holy, the beloved of God's love. Believe on it. Trust in it. Live into its truth.